Welcome to Ozarks Hates and Hooch. This ain't no fancy, academic, check your references kind of deal. We are two sisters from the Ozarks, sipping and spewing about Hanks, Hooch, and history. Hey everybody, welcome to Ozarks Hanks and Hooch. I'm Dawn, Dina's here. I'm Hello, here. Yay. Um, Dina's got the story today and or tonight, whenever, whatever time it is you're listening. And I'm going to do the intro stuff and the drink. Um, I, uh, I'll do our little tech disclaimer only because I just heard a helicopter fly over. So my window's open and um, we're sorry for cats, dogs, weed eaters. We have different okay. Wi-Fi's. We're in different states. I'm not a technical genius, so you have to excuse all that. Um, we have uh, several kinds of social media. Visit us there. We got Facebook and Instagram. We're on Reddit. Um, what else? Uh, we have a website, Ozarks Haints and Hooch, the letter N, dot Weebly dot com. Um, Wherever you are listening to us, because we're on every platform, I think, really, and um, please subscribe to us and give us stars or yippies or whatever they got, because that puts us sort of up in their lineup and then other people can listen to us too. We release on the 1st and the 15th of each month. At least we try to. <laughs> we, yeah. We're going to try to. It's getting wow. really it's getting really busy. Um, Dina's working her regular job and doing Shepherd of the Hills, and I'm on sabbatical, which you would think that I would have all this time, but no, because I'm performing. Not how it works. No, I'm doing all these fringe festivals, so we're I'm traveling a lot. So anyway, we aim to release on the 1st and the 15th. Um, we have a Patreon, um, and we have some patrons, and we sure want to thank them, but we need your support, please, if you feel called to do that. It does cost money to do this um, and to host our recordings so that you can go back and listen to old episodes, and um, that's it. I think, did I forget anything? Well, if you did, I forgot it too. Okay. Um, all right. So now I have the drink. It's okay. Um, That's all right. It's called the wind, wind at your back cocktail. And you'll find out why in a little bit. Um, but it's okay. It's fruity. It's kind of tart and it's summery. You know, I'm not a big fruity cocktail girl, but it's okay. I mean, if somebody made me one, I'd drink it again, but I probably won't go make it myself. But anyway, <laughs> Um, you take two ounces of light rum. Now, here's what it calls for. A fourth of an ounce of ginger liqueur and a fourth of an ounce of simple syrup, which I, I did something different. I'll talk about that in a minute. One ounce of fresh apple juice. Sure. Who has fresh apple juice? I did use some really good organic one with like stuff in the bottom. So it's as close to fresh as I'm going to get. It's one ounce of fresh that. meaning uh I just opened the bottle. <laughs> That's <laughs> me. Fresh just opened it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. 
Um, a half an ounce of fresh lime juice and then an apple slice for garnish. So you add all of those ingredients except the apple slice into a shaker filled with ice. You shake it up and strain into a chilled cocktail glass and then garnish with a thin apple slice. So what I did, because I didn't have liqueur, but I made, oh my God, you guys, I made this ginger cordial that is incredible and it's not alcoholic. It's just it's sort of a ginger and lemon syrup and you can put it with um carbonated water and it's like homemade soda pop it's amazing so that's what i used i'm going to include that recipe on the website along with the recipe to the drink because i think that might be good so i know dina you did something different what'd you do I, well, I did everything the same. Um, I did use fresh squeezed lime juice because I do always have limes. Um, I did too. Yeah. Uh, I used rum, apple, fresh apple juice, you know, just opened from the Popped. bottle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't have any ginger liqueur and I live in Forsyth, Missouri. And you know that this is an issue when I have to have special stuff, I have to sometimes make do with other things. So I do have ginger beer because Moscow mules are my drink of choice. Um, so I put everything except for the ginger beer into the shaker. Cause I thought oh, maybe smart. if I, yeah, didn't it want to explode. blow the top off the shaker this morning. <laughs> So I did everything but the ginger beer. And then I put that in a glass and topped it off with ginger beer. So it's, it's good. I mean, I'm going to drink it, even though once again, is it 11 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday? Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot to say that. Yeah. It's day again. It is daytime. Cause yeah, there's too much going on. Yeah. Yeah. Literally on the way home last night from rehearsal, I had to make myself not cry because of everything I have to do today. So that's my pity party for myself. I'm better this morning, but still, geez, Louise, what have I done? Yeah, I know. Ah. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I just, I have, I've got to go uh, to Atlanta in a week and a half. Have I even started like getting anything out I have not and before I go to Atlanta I have to go to other places so I know I feel you last weekend was Pace's um show his musical at the school he played Shredder he was amazing yeah literally he was amazing his voice is just he's gotten so much he gets so much better every year and his he had a solo and it was like my mouth dropped to the floor. He's really good. I know he's my my kid, but I know. Well, he's not my kid, even though I'm related to him, but it was really, I, I was shocked at how good his singing voice is becoming. And if you know, Dawn personally, she won't, she does not bullshit you. So that means she would tell me if he was bad. Oh, that's bad. Don't let him do that. (laughs) I would. would. So yeah, Uh, it was good. I thought it was going to get better after last weekend. And then, um, no, because Shepherd starts on Tuesday and we have a soft, soft opening tonight. So yeah. let's get into this thing so I can do 14 other things today. I know. Well, just you all know that you're driving us to drink because we're having a drink early in the morning just for you. 11 a.m. The director at Shepherd, um, he was telling me, uh, I just listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, do you enjoy it? And he goes, what I got to listen to, I did enjoy something happened and I had to turn it off. But what I did hear was that you were drinking at 1030 in the morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that happened. All that's right. noon for me. Okay. Dina, take it away. Yes. 
I will do it. So today's episode is going to take us to Cushman, Arkansas and Blowing Cave. Uh, okay, Cushman, where is that? Are you going to tell us? Yeah, I'm getting oh, ready. To sorry, right I'll now. shut up. I'm so All sorry. Right. Okay, drink your drink. Cushman is almost directly south of West Plains, Missouri, and that gives uh, us Missouri people some perspective. You're going to look straight down and maybe a little to the left. (laughs) Out of map. We're we're navigators. Uh Yeah, Yeah. north, south, east, west really confuses me. I can get north and south, but east and west really confuses me sometimes. Anyway, hey, so we need to put this. We need to put Uh this on our ghost tour this summer since it's so close. Yeah. Yeah. So not only is Blowing Cave full of beauty, it really is. I put some pictures on the extras. It's their tunnels and the crevices, and there's even a a waterfall in it. But there's also a mystery. Actually, there's several mysteries um, from people entering the cave and never returning to the best Blowing Cave is home to a secret entrance to an underground world inhabited by a race of human-like creatures. Oh. Yes, you heard what I said. Legend says that it's one of five secret entrances to this underground world. So according to this legend, accessing the underworld requires slipping through a hidden crevice a good ways past the cave's entrance. And I'm sure everyone's first question is why or who or who says, well... A writer named Richard Shaver says, and he shared his tale with Amazing Stories magazine back in the 1940s. Um, Mr. Shaver is pretty interesting, so we're going to look at his backstory a little bit. Uh, He was born on October 7th, 1907 in Virginia, but his family moved to Barrick, Pennsylvania sometime before 1910. Now, little is reliably known about Shaver's early life, but according to him in 1932, while working on an assembly line at a factory, he developed telepathic abilities that gave him insight into maligned entities in caverns deep within the earth. Shaver gave inconsistent accounts of how he first learned of the hidden cabin world, but the assembly line story was the most common version. Um, he then said he quit his job and became a hobo for a period, which reminds me of Grandpa Larson, right? Anytime I yeah. hear the word hobo, it makes me think of him. Yeah. And 19, which was our, here, let me shoot off to a different, that was our paternal grandfather. And he really was a hobo for a little bit. He was. Yeah. And he said, um, let me just say this. One day he told me that a hobo is different than a bum because hobos want to work. And so what that meant was when they he finished a job wherever, they just hop a freight train and go Somewhere. often to California to work in fields, you know, they go out west. And mm-hmm. so that's, yeah, he was very adamant about a bum is somebody that rides the rails that doesn't work, but a hobo wants to work. So it's going for those following the work. Yeah. All right. Okay. Back, back to it. In 1943... Sorry. Shaver wrote to the editors of Amazing Stories, claiming to have discovered an ancient proto-world language he called Mantong. When (laughs) one editor threw away Shaver's letter, Gray Palmer, a publisher, retrieved it and contacted Shaver. Shaver claimed that in Mantong, it's M-A-N-T-O-N-G, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, which was the source of all earthly language. Each sound had a hidden meaning, and by applying a formula to any word in any language, one could decode a secret meaning from any word, name, or phrase. 
Over the course of their correspondence, Shaver described a race of aliens who had populated caves within the earth before fleeing the planet, though not without leaving behind two groups of offspring. One, the Teros, Teros, T-E-R-O-S, a benevolent humanoid group, and the other, Deris, or detrimental robots, a sadistic group that tortured and ate humans. Yeah. Hmm. Women especially were treated brutally by the Daros. Um, And he claimed that he had been held prisoner by the Daros for several years. Um, But then later that Ray Palmer said that Shaver had in fact been in a mental institution during that time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. These alien races were explained in detail in a 10,000 word document titled A Warning to Future Man, which Palmer edited and rewrote um, cutting much of the um, negative content towards women, though he claimed that he remained true to Shaver's vision. Palmer retitled the now 31,000 word manuscript, I Remember Lemuria, 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 L-E-M-U-R-I-A, Lemuria. Okay, keep going, but I've heard that, I've heard Lemuria before, but I thought she was from the stars. Well, Well, I guess aliens. This says that they were from the stars and then came to and, you know, inhabited the under. So Lemuria is the planet or it's the people? It does not say yet. I mean, it doesn't. It just says, I remember Lemuria. Okay. I thought it was a being, but maybe it's the planet. Okay. Sorry. I mean, from what, how this is written, I would say that it's from the, a planet. Okay. Maybe she was named after the planet. Well, what I heard was that, and tell us if I'm crazy, but Lemuria is part of the Pleiades system, which is, the Pleiades is real, by the way. That's where we're all supposed to have come from. Like we're descendants. Well, that kind of goes with it, right? Okay. Just that's a footnote. All right. The issue sold out. Um, And Palmer claimed to have received thousands of letters in response from people who claimed to have experienced similar similar things. Circulation of the magazine increased from 135,000 to 185,000. Shaver Mystery Club societies were created in several cities. The controversy gained some notice in the mainstream press at the time, including a mention in a 1951 issue of Life magazine. After the stories were published, Shaver Mystery Clubs began to form. First dozens and then hundreds of letters poured in from readers who, one after another, confided that they too had encountered telepathic violence from the underground Daros. A few even claimed to be some of the surviving humans the Daros had kidnapped. Several Hmm. readers in their letters winked slyly at amazing stories for telling the truth and disguising it as fiction. What a clever ruse, they would write admiring to throw the Daros off. Furthermore, yeah. Shaver and his fan base shared enthusiasm over the Montang language, extending to Shaver's new discovery of Taros and Daros hieroglyphs, which were written in the very rocks of the earth. Of the earth. Um, clubs of Shaver's fans began to form dubs, once again, Shaver Mystery Clubs. One woman claimed to have gone down a secret elevator in a sub-basement of a building in Paris, France, and found a Daris enclave which kidnapped her, raped her, and tortured her for a month until a heroic tarot rescued her. 
The magazine staff, then eventually most of the science fiction community, became first fascinated and then horrified by this phenomenon. As fans became more and more insistent that the Shaver stories were true, the science fiction community around Amazing Stories began to pressure editor Palmer to discontinue the series and denounce it as a hoax. By a hoax. A hoax. A hoax. A hoax. <laughs> or a hoax. I hate those stinking hoax. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, by 1948, Palmer caved to the outrageous masses demands and stopped publishing the stories. While he also quit working for Amazing Stories and started his own shoebox publishing title, The Hidden World, where he continued to run Shaver's ramblings. Palmer staying loyal to Shaver until the end. Uh, the Shaver cult, they still had a cult of Shaver followers too also. So, um, in the mid-1960s, Shaver moved to Summit, Arkansas with his wife, Dottie, and during the 60s and 70s, they lived in obscurity. Shaver claimed to have discovered physical evidence of the aliens in certain rock books, that's in parentheses, rock books, embedded with pictures and texts. He wrote about, um, photographed, I almost said photographed, photographed and made paintings of the images he found in these rock books for years going so far as to create a lending library through the mail, sending to the borrower a slice of polished agate. Is that right? A-G-A-T-E? Agate. Agate. Mm -hmm. agate. agate. With a, okay. With a detailed description of what writings, drawings, and photographs were arched inside. Arched. Oh my gosh. Archived inside the stone. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why I can't talk. I don't know. How much of that drink have you had? I haven't, like not even a half of it. It's because okay. it's 11 and I shouldn't be drinking yet. Okay, right. well. Mm -hmm. Archived inside the stone. There you go. We may have to delete that later. <laughs> or archived. Archived. Art. I said art. Art inside the stone. Um, Shaver never succeeded in generating much attention for his later findings, but in the years since his death, there have been exhibits of Shaver's art and photographs at the California Institute of the Arts, um, the Santa Monica Museum of Art, and the Guggenheim Gallery of Chapman University in Orange County. Shaver's art also has been exhibited in art galleries in New York City. He died in um, 1975 on November 5th, and he is buried in Layton Cemetery in Yaleville, Arkansas. Um, and he wasn't the only author who wrote about the underground community. There's also an author by the name of Branton, B-R-A-N-T-O-N, who wrote about exploring Cushman, Arkansas um, in his book, The Underground Empire. So it just says exploring a cave in Cushman, Arkansas. Well, the only cave in Cushman, Arkansas is, well, I mean, you know, probably yeah. not the only cave because that would be silly, but the only um cave that already has this um with it is blowing cave so here's an excerpt and this is pretty long um but it's kind of interesting i mean i don't know if i believe any of this but it's some good reading so here you go during the latter part of the 1950s the exploration party had investigated some very interesting caverns mainly with the area of arkansas and the surrounding states 
Many of these caves, concentrated generally northwest of the town of Cushman, have in fact been the subject of some very interesting accounts, suggesting that there might be more than one route to the nether regions below other than the one discovered by David L. and his friends. There are accounts of several people who have entered some of these caves and were never seen again, or who encountered strange phenomena deep underground, such as electrical failure of flashlights, suggesting possible electromagnetic interference, accounts involving extremely deep caverns, gas pockets encountered at extreme depths, and account concerning one of the caves west of Cushman, which seemed to have ancient carvings over it depicting various figures, and there's even one account which came from an Oklahoma man who was told by a friend of his of being chased from a cavern west of Cushman by a large hairy humanoid who began throwing boulders at him as if uh, annoyingly scaring him out of his territory. They did some experimenting with airflow and the presence of a greenish luminescence which seemed to come from further down the passages that they were exploring. They found a breakdown, and I'm thinking cave-in. I don't know. I don't know cave speak, but um, or spelunking speak, I guess. But a breakdown, I would think that means a cave-in of some sort. So it hit a further tunnel. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Anyway, it hit a further tunnel, which descended vertically. A gentleman named George White was lowered into the opening and was astonished to find another room. The passage, which stretched out from both directions was not like the common natural cavern passages which they had explored for the past few days. In fact, it seemed more artificial than natural, approximately a dozen feet in height and about the same in width. The tunnel was similar in shape to a subway tunnel, having a domed ceiling and a flat floor. What really caught their attention, however, was the fact that the tunnel was illuminated by a greenish phosphoren phos phosphorence? phosphorescence. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even see Dina's manuscript, but let me let me translate. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, can I, I, I say something? <laughs> um, and that's remember, it. Thank you very much. <laughs> the end. Um, remember what episode did we do? Oh, where there were oh, the little people episode where there were tunnels that looked like this. Remember in Oklahoma? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Let's we'll, this is we'll bigger tunnel. This isn't little people tunnel. These are hu humongous tunnels. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you said they were small. All right. Oh no, they're huge. Oh yeah. A, yeah, a dozen feet in height and about the same in width. Oh I mean, sorry. That's still pretty big. Yeah. Um, anyway, that greenish light that was coming off the tunnel walls <laughs> to the point that they did not need their lamps to see their surroundings. Oh. The strange luminescence, I can say that word, seemed to emanate from the walls of the tunnel itself, which were clear and glass-like, yet at the same time, very hard. The most shocking surprise of all, however, occurred on the third day after exploration of this tunnel began, a considerable distance from the crevice from which they entered the tunnel. They were walking along when all of a the sudden they turned around and found themselves face to face with a group of human-like beings who stood around. Sorry, my, my computer just flipped. Okay, it went to the, I hit down and it went to the top of my document. <laughs> um, face to face with a group of human-like beings who stood around seven to eight feet tall. Their skin had a faint bluish, 
almost clay bluish tint to it, and their eyes were relatively large and owl-like, but they were definitely human. The people, in parentheses, nope, in quotations, took out some type of electronic device, apparently some kind of parabolic communicator, and after a few attempts, they succeeded in establishing a communication link using the electronic translator. There's a ton more to the story, but I'm just going to sum it up, or I, I mean, I don't want to read the entire book to you. They ended up speaking to the inhabitants. They visited the underground civilization. Oh my gosh, I tried to say several and civilization at the same time. <laughs> they ended up speaking to the inhabitants. They visited the underground civilization. I'm done. <laughs> Civilization. civilization several times why do i want to make that word word they visited the underground civilization several times nice and george white decided to stay with them shortly after it is said that all evidence and rec records of him ever existing began to mysteriously disappear from the surface Birth certificates, school records, computer records, bank records all seem to vanish. Apparently, the work of someone in a very influential position who was able to erase all evidence that White had ever lived. So, hmm. really, after reading all of those accounts, my head kind of hurt because that's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Like, that's you're asking me to believe a lot with that, right? I can um, believe that there's Sasquatch. I can believe in UFOs, but people living in the ground. I mean, after you get to a certain point, isn't it molten lava in there? Yeah, no. but if you if you follow those like I do, if you get on Reddit and you like do a deep dive into some of those weird subreddits, there are people that believe. I mean, a popular theory right now is that there are aliens creatures that live underground in antarctica and that that's been an alien base for a long time wasn't that a so, movie didn't i just watch a movie like that i don't know they were in the ice and they fought it oh, it was the tomorrow war you seen that with chris pratt it's that's kind of the premise of that movie no i'll have to go i don't think i have it's but on I mean, prime okay I it's on look. prime and it's about People from the future come to the past and say, we're being wiped out. And they start a draft and start making people jump to the future. To oh, yes, I have them. seen it. Yes, I have too. I don't, yeah. I just don't remember And then at the end, they go to the, yeah. Yeah. And well, the so they find out that's here. Spoiler. If you haven't heard that, don't fast forward a little bit. Uh, in the end, they find out that they have been on the earth for billions of years, but they've been yeah. frozen in ice. Oh, okay. Well, no, these are real. I mean, these are live. Like they think there are oh. beings living there because they're, you know, they, some people report seeing crafts that go in and out. And then there, I just was looking at some of them today. Then there are some people that, okay, so here's, there are some people that believe that aliens live inside volcanoes. Um, it's hot. It's hot. because there's a it's it is kind of interesting there's a video that shows one of those tic-tac ufos or cigar-shaped ufos mm -hmm. like going into an active volcano so you know who knows okay. i mean yeah i'm just saying historically people have believed that there are people that live underground i think 
don't trolls and some of the fae and you know in the oh. uk i mean don't yeah, i don't know if the fae but trolls and there's something well else. i thought the fae lived some of them lived underground but maybe not but anyway so i don't know i well, you know yeah. there you go so um is blowing hay okay. just another beautiful cavern full of crevices and crannies and waterfalls or does it hold the entrance to another world so if you'd like to read the shaver mysteries they are available for purchase on amazon because there's a ton of them i mean they're little like short serial um novel what are those novelettas novellas Novellas. novellas maybe i was close um but yeah and they were all printed in amazing stories which uh, you know when i think amazing wow. stories i think that movie remember that movie the amazing yeah stories? because amazing stories was originally a little magazine so that makes and that's sense. what you printed it in and then it yeah. was um then it was a tv oh, show for a little while like in the 80s it was a tv show yeah and then I remember I used to I'm looking it at it right now. Okay. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And I tried to find the other book, the underground, what was it called? The underground empire by Branton. Um, I can't, it's not on Amazon. I, I could have not, I could have not, I could have not find it. <laughs> and uh -huh. now she's Italian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And for $45, you can take a guided tour of the Blowing Cave through the underground entrance might be extra. So. Well, I was looking at that. And I think if you do that, you have to, it's not like fantastic caverns or whatever oh. where you ride through, or it's not you even have Marvel to spelunk. Cave. Like I you can't. Have to spelunk, you're, yeah, yeah you're going to have to do that. My knees are not going to, my knees are not going to hold up for that. So, oh my God. Listen, one day, one time when Jacob was like six, we showed up at the at this cave in Fall Creek Falls because um, he needed for a school project to talk to a ranger. And so at the station, they go, oh, you need to talk to so-and-so. And they're down at the cave. Okay. So we go down to the cave and they're getting ready to do a tour. Now, mind you, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. Jacob has jeans and a t-shirt on. I'm night blind. I don't see anything in the dark. And the ranger's like, come on. <laughs> I go, no. And he goes, no, come on. You have to come with us. I'm telling you, I just told him, I go, I am a blind person. And if I fall and kill myself, you, it's on you, man. And he's like, don't worry, I'll help you. So we did that freaking cave tour and we spelunked. And there was a point at which you had to slide down a mud little mm -hmm. hill and yeah. i came out it was just mud covered and you know caves mm -hmm. are cold and i froze it was yeah I'm, it was i lived to fun. tell the tale nope um at cloud nine where we used to go ride four-wheelers over there there's they call it the bat cave because it's like crescent shaped and uh, there's bats back in there um mm -hmm. and you have to cross a creek um to get to it and I was like, the kids were like, let's go. And I was like, I'll go stand at the entrance and watch you. <laughs> and hope you don't I'm die. Not, <laughs> I'm not going in there because they came out head to toe. I mean, good thing there was a creek right there so they could rinse off because they you oh. come out, you came out head to toe in mud. Anyway. I, I was in caving club in high school for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yes. Do you not remember Descent? Yes. Have you ever seen the Descent? You know, That's the, one of the scariest movies ever. Um, okay, so let me tell you this. Okay. You don't remember because you weren't even born. 
when I was in caving club in Branson High School, they there were a couple of guys that went into Marvel Cave in the winter um, and they weren't supposed to. So they snuck in and they died down there of hypothermia. I mean, they just didn't come out for days and days and days. So they sent the freaking high school caving club well, in there. Looking for them? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that we were all like, this is stupid. We didn't find it. Uh, I mean, somebody uh, else found it because they got lost. Never go caving, people, if you don't know what you're doing. Mm. They got lost. And once back again, in a- watch the movie The Descent. That will also tell you <laughs> not to do that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, you really, you shouldn't. Like, no. the outdoors are wonderful. I, You know, I kayak and canoe and hike and all of that stuff. But if you don't know what you're doing, don't do that by yourself. That's stupid. Because sometimes, even though you think you know what you're doing, I don't know, Christmas Eve 2019. (laughs) It's 80 degrees outside in December. Oh my gosh. That hike almost killed me. I'm just saying. We were delirious by the time it was. I know. Have we talked about that on here before? I almost killed all three of us. But, but it was bad. I warned him. I mean, it was super I fun. Him. I have great memories of it now. But literally on the way home, I was just on the walk back. I, I was just giggling deliriously because well, I was both so were. tired. We both were. As a matter of fact, Dean and I just kept laughing. Deanna was not laughing, but you and I were laughing. So you guys, if you know where this is, if you're in, from the Taney County anyway, it's Hercules Glade. And um, there are a ton of beautiful hiking trails. And we didn't realize, I think, how steep this one was. I don't think it was necessarily the mile. Oh, really? It was the length, know. too? I just yeah, thought I you climbed. Well, no. I <laughs> Because I was delirious too. But anyway, yes, Dina and I laughed all the way home. Don't do that. Don't, I mean, you can laugh all the way home. Like it was so long that it would have been better to hike in and stay a couple hours because there's these huge rocks with water. I mean, in the summertime, it would have been great to go play in the water and and do that and stay for a couple hours and kind of get your breath back. But we hiked all the way there, looked around for 15 minutes, and then hiked back because hiked back it was up. Christmas Eve. And That's I think right. that, yeah, it was just, it was too much. We needed a longer break, but we yeah. were in a hurry because, you know, we told mom we'd be back at a certain time and we didn't make that time. I might put that picture on the, on the, um, <laughs> on the, on the website yeah. too. So Yeah, but that picture was on our way down and we were still kind of happy and yeah. sane. It's on the way back that we lost our minds. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's it. Thank you all for listening to our craziness. Um, yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Um, leave us uh subscribe and then leave us whatever yay stars or whatever. Um uh visit our Facebook page and our Instagram page and our website, ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com. And visit our Patreon, please. We sure could use your support. That's also, if you go to Patreon, it's under Ozarks, Haints, and Hooch, or you can go to our website and there's a link on it. We release on the 1st and 15th, so we'll see you then. Um, And I think that's it. So thanks a lot, and we'll say goodbye. Say goodbye. Goodbye. And remember... If you liked it, tell all your friends. But if you didn't... 
Keep your big mouth shut. shut.